0: From the FSU College of Law, I'm Alva Striplin. And I'm Jeff Kahn. The greatest legal minds in Florida and around the country have come from the FSU College of Law, and they're not just arguing cases in a courtroom.
1: From heading up multi-million dollar companies and state agencies to advising on financial ventures and mergers that are changing the business landscape in Florida, these FSU College alums are
2: Taking
0: taking Care care of of business. Business. Today's guest is a partner with Holland and Knight here in Tallahassee. We welcome to the show Shannon Hartsfield. Happy to be here. Thank you. All the way from two blocks over, three blocks over. I could have walked. You could have (laughs) walked. Well, we're so glad you carved out some time to be with us today. We appreciate it. So you are a graduate of the College of Law, right? That's correct. And undergrad here at FSU as well. Yes. Okay. What was your undergraduate in?
2: I had a double major in English and Communications. Okay,
0: and what, was, what did was, you want to? What did you want to do with that?
2: I wasn't really sure. I thought a lot about public relations. My mother at the time was uh, doing public relations for Florida State, and so I had a good mo- role model in that. But uh, and then I thought a little bit about education becoming a teacher. But uh, just due to some family circumstances, it turned out I was going to have to be the breadwinner in my household. So uh, my advisor said, you're your test scores and your grades are too good. You need to try for law school. And I really did not want to go to law school, but (laughs) I took the LSAT and
0: it worked out. So (laughs) here I am. That might be the first. I don't think we've had anybody on the show who said they did not want to go to law school, but Mm -hmm. ended up here anyway. No, I even deferred it a year. I
2: got in and I deferred it a year to do the second major in communications, which I was really happy about because there are some amazing professors in the College of Communications. Professors, Ziegler is still here, and um, Professor Rayburn. So that was a great experience. So how was law school different than maybe what you thought it was going to be? It was not as hard as I thought it would be. I grew up um, watching a show called The Paper Chase, which scared me to death about law school. And in school, we had done some mock trials and things, and I was abysmal. So I thought being a lawyer meant you had to go to court and talk to a judge, and I knew I didn't want to do that. But once I learned that there's a lot more to law and a lot of different pathways, that was exciting. And then law school was a lot of reading and writing, which as an English major, Mm -hmm. I certainly
0: knew how to do. So that worked out. So, so you would, that degree came in handy in law school? Yes. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Knowing how to read a lot of information and digest it, the College of Communications, knowing how to convey your ideas, it it all flowed really well. It was a good background.
0: So when you were in law school, what did you think when you kind of gravitated toward, okay, this is for me, this is going to be great. What did you, what kind of lawyer did you want to be?
2: I didn't really know any lawyers at, in, and I knew I had to stay in Tallahassee. And the only lawyers I sort of heard of through the community, through church, where, um, trusted estates lawyers or real estate lawyers so I thought I'll, I'll go to some old-time Tallahassee firm and that's what I'll probably do uh, so that's I, I really didn't know other than I didn't want to go to court <laughs> So <laughs> I think LA law remember LA law yeah, the show yes. yeah I
0: think in in some people's minds that is what lawyers do you <laughs> get up and it's very dramatic and you you know you argue things and, and it's wrapped up in an hour <laughs> it's wrapped up in an hour yeah yeah exactly our clients wish we could wrap things up in an hour. Yes, (laughs) I I would imagine. Um, So what was your first job out of law school? Uh,
2: My very first job, um, my first summer after my first year of law school was a law clerk at another large firm in Tallahassee. And then uh, my second summer, I ended up being a summer associate at Holland and Knight. And I was lucky enough to get a job offer from Holland and & Knight
0: and that's where I've been for 26 years. 26 years. Yes, almost 27 years. Wow. And so would you consider healthcare? I see both. I see healthcare and then privacy cybersecurity on kind of heavy on your resume. So talk about how you got kind of involved in that space.
2: As a summer associate at the time, the head of my firm's national health law team was Morris Miller. He was the one who was also the hiring partner in the Tallahassee office. And so he needed help. He was the one who made me a job offer. It happened to be in health law. And at the time, I did a lot of work with long term care. Florida has a large long term care industry, nursing homes, assisted living. And that was my focus. And then the HIPAA law passed in 1996. And people started to talk about data privacy more. And Florida had always had privacy laws. But I had clients that started to ask me, you know, what are we supposed to do with respect to data privacy and and how we use data? And eventually, the HIPAA rules came out. And I was the one who was interested in learning them. And uh, I also did a lot of work in telehealth and electronic delivery of health health information and health services. And so, all of my data privacy work is in the healthcare space pretty much. So, the, uh, I do healthcare regulation, Medicare, Medicaid licensure, all kinds of issues related to healthcare regulation, trying to keep my healthcare clients in compliance with the laws and rules, and then uh, with a heavy emphasis on HIPAA and data privacy.
0: Okay, and your clients consist of?
2: Hospital systems, a lot of pharmaceutical manufacturers, large physician clinics, nursing homes, assisted living facilities, continuing care communities, uh, companies that are not in the healthcare area but have employee health plans, and those have a lot of special data privacy issues. So any type of company that works in the healthcare industry or provides services to healthcare companies like technology companies and things like that.
0: Oh wow, this is mm-hmm. a lot. I told you her resume was very. I kept going and going. I'm like, this is so much. I'm so impressed. <laughs> so Jeff, I'll let you jump in. What you what you think? Let
1: me ask you uh, one one quick question, and I, and it's it's really interesting to hear you say this because we've heard this a couple times. But you know, we as you said, we normally think of lawyers as going in front of a judge, or on the transactional side, we sometimes think of the lawyer making the deal, right, mm-hmm. sitting there and banging out the contracts or whatever. What is what is your work product like? I mean, if you've got clients coming to, is it it, you know it doesn't sound like you're necessarily making a deal right it sounds more again like business consulting or business advising so what are they what are they asking from you
2: right i provide a lot of counseling and consulting with respect to compliance i am strictly a healthcare regulatory and data privacy lawyer i am brought in to litigation matters when there is some sort of regulatory issue that is relevant. I'm brought into transactional matters, for, for example, for due diligence, if they want to acquire a company and they want to see if that company is doing what it's supposed to be doing with respect to regulation. But I am neither transactional nor litigation and I, I, our firm is actually divided up that way and also real estate and government and uh, I've actually kind of moved around into different groups because I am not in one or the other it's strictly uh, trying to keep my healthcare clients out of trouble <laughs> so drafting policies and procedures working on contracts to the extent that regulatory issues are relevant or um Helping them with litigation matters, maybe government investigations. I do quite a bit of that, where the government is coming in after there's been some sort of potential problem, and helping them in terms of defense and responding to the government and things like that.
1: And so, is your day? We we kind of ask everyone what's your day like, right? To, to, so that students get a sense of of what it, what it means to be a healthcare lawyer, or doing compliance work, or or doing that kind of advising. And I'll I'll twist that question slightly, like. You know, do you feel that you can go into the office and say, today, I know I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Or do you go in the office going, I'm just waiting for the, what time is the phone going (laughs) to ring for that first fire that I've got to put out? Or is it a combination of both? It's
2: definitely a combination because I'll have, say, a project where I'm working on policies and procedures for a A client, and or I'm having to review a a HIPAA related agreement, and so I'll have those projects going on. But my phone is constantly ringing with people with urgent questions. Um, You know, they can we do this, or we just got this letter. Or um, what, you know, I, my boss is demanding that I answer this question right now. And, and those are the kinds of things I'm helping clients navigate. Um, sometimes I joke that I feel like my name should be Siri because they're like, hey, Shannon, what's the answer? <laughs> you know, so um, I'm having to come up with the answers pretty quickly. And, and sometimes I'm having to provide advice and counsel where the law is not at all clear. And so you're helping clients assess risk. If you do this, then this is what could happen. If you do this, this is what could happen. and, and so that's um, lot of what I do day to day.
1: And you mentioned, I mean, obviously, and it's so, you know, this is one of the best things about law school is you don't, there is no perfect pre-law program. And even in the business area, right? You don't need to be an accountant. You don't need to be an econ major. I mean, it's quite clear, as you said, the communications and marketing helps you as a lawyer, both, you know, read a lot, as you said, on the English side, but also the communication side, be able to explain things to clients, to the court, to administrators. Um, But I guess my question kind of going on that is, how does a student um, sort of decide that that's something that they are good at? Or is is that something you can train? Or is that something we just got to throw you in the deep end of the pool, basically, do you think?
2: I, I think law school can and does provide a lot of useful training. My legal writing course was by far, in a way, the most helpful in terms of my initial work as a young associate, but uh, a lot of what you're learning in law school is about how to think, how to analyze cases, and that's very, very helpful, but so much of what you do as a lawyer involves learning on the job, and and so it's important to try to find a work experience where they're willing to teach you, they're willing to sit down with you and explain things, and, it, and if you don't have that, then you're going to have to spend a lot of time... Learning and training yourself and watching CLEs, connecting with colleagues, trying to get that mentoring from other people.
1: And then you mentioned, you know, part of your job as well or part of your day sometimes is is evaluating risks, right? You, you get a call from somebody and, as you said, the, you don't just get to say the law is X, right? If, if the law was X, they could get computers or have Siri, as you said. <laughs> yes. Right. So part of your job is, is trying to figure out, all right, well, the law is unclear. Here's what I think. But you need to be aware of the risks. I mean, again – that involves not just legal analysis, but your sense of the business, right? And and so again, did you get that? And you know, you don't have the business background from from undergrad, which is great because again, it means that anybody can go into this. Or, um, but again, do, is that something that you feel also is the kind of training that that associates should get at, a, at kind of a firm?
2: I mean, I think I think you can get it through training, but a lot of it is going to come through years and years and years of experience. My cl- uh, clients come to me and my rate is what it is because I have almost 27 years of experience seeing what has gone wrong, what has gone right, what things have worked, what things haven't worked, what state and federal regulators tend to do. I I go to seminars and hear from them. I I read the Federal Register. And and what what the clients are paying for in a large part is the experience and knowledge that I've accumulated and my partners have accumulated over time, uh, which is just something that'll come with experience. Uh, as a young associate, your job is to be an excellent researcher and writer. And then you'll start to work on matters and you'll start to get that experience. But um, it's one thing that makes the law kind of difficult because it just does take so much time. You can't just. Take a course and learn right. what you need to know. Yeah, it's not
1: something we can teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, last question for you. I mean, I'm really enjoying this, but but um, so I'm going to put you on the spot with that PR, marketing, communications background, right? Because as you said, we we kind of generally do put people in baskets. They're either a transactional lawyer or um, a litigator, right? And so we have even in the law school, we kind of have these tracks, and we've we've been kind of we've been harping on. Or at least not harping, but we've been bringing up that, you know, you can be on the business side, but also be a litigator, for example. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people think business equals transactional making contracts and so on. And we've pointed out that you can be a securities lawyer or a business lawyer, you know, uh, sorry, litigator. Mm -hmm. So – what should we name this third group? Right, we need we need to create something that explains you know other. where you're at. Right? Yeah, other. I mean, it, you could call it consulting, I guess, in a way. Well, yeah.
2: I, I think it could be um, compliance, regulatory, government. I mean, there's there's even within that there's a number of different avenues you can go. But you know, being in Tallahassee, wanting to work in Tallahassee, there's a lot of people who are. Um, p- government and policy advisors. And and lobbyists can be lawyers. They don't have to be lawyers. I don't really lobby, but a lot of the kinds of things that lobbyists might do in terms of drafting regulations, helping clients understand rules, helping clients interface with government, that's a lot of what I do as well. So perhaps a bucket in terms of um, just uh, regulatory law.
1: Yeah. So, let me ask you well, I keep saying one more, but I promise this is it one more <laughs> okay, go so if you had to advise a student who was interested in in this in this area and in this in this kind of practice, right they know they don't want to go to courtroom, but they also don't want to just sit there and do the deals right they want to be an advisor or a regulatory uh, uh what what is a class that maybe isn't obvious that you would recommend they take in law school
2: um administrative law uh Again, legal research and writing was super helpful. But uh, beyond that, um, just making sure you have a solid, broad foundation, because you are going to be brought in on such a wide variety of matters that you need to know what issues litigators are concerned about you need to know what issues transactional lawyers are concerned about you don't want to be the impediment to a deal and you don't want to create complications in a litigation matter unnecessarily you, so you absolutely you need to know a lot about every, everything and of course if there are courses offered in whatever regulatory area you're interested in in particular like environmental or um, or healthcare or something like that then be sure to try to take
0: those classes as well All right. So we're going to totally shift. If someone told you you could not practice law, you could not have a career with anything to do with law or any legal environment, what else would you choose? Um,
2: if I could do anything, and I didn't, and this it is didn't your mat, I automatically had the talent <laughs> and the ability. I I would definitely uh, be on Broadway. Nice. You know, my, my my girls and I are crazy about the theater. My um, parents were actors. My mom was an actress before she became a public relations person, and she also did a lot of other things. But uh, that would that would be um
0: my dream i want to go see funny girl on broadway I'm s- oh
2: with leah michelle so i know i
0: quite the drama but um but it haven't been i think book of mormon was the last thing we saw and i am super excited to see in fact went the home and queued up funny girl just just to get myself in the mood so that's got to be it's got to be a next stop what do you guys like on broadway uh
2: i like six the musical
0: okay and we have tickets to Strange Loop in a,
2: uh, for Labor Day weekend. And um, But my hero is Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I actually got to see him live and in person in Freestyle Love back oh, in December. It was worth my older daughter getting COVID oh. <laughs> as a result of that trip. She, she lived. Um, and I was glad because I was really happy to be there amongst all the... Theater people breathing yeah. on
0: each other. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's okay. It was worth it. It was worth it. All right. What is, we'll, we'll move a little bit. It, actually, I mean, we're kind of involved. We're already into it with Broadway. So, uh, what's the one movie you could watch over and over again? You could talk along with it. You could just turn the sound down and just spit out the words. Oh, boy. If I told you the real
2: movie, then you would know my banking passwords and stuff. And it's a data <laughs> So I can't tell you that. But um, a a movie that I really, really loved recently is the new Elvis movie. Um, Which? Oh, my word. Baz
1: Luhrmann. Yeah it's, yeah, it's
2: yeah, it's I've seen it twice already. It's in it's in the theater right now. You have to see it. It's really long, so be, don't drink too much. Uh, is it his like, life story kind of? Thing yes, or? yes. And oh. it's it's uh, you know how he started, and it's 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 about his manager. Also, Tom Hanks is in it. Oh. And, Tom Hanks is the
1: manager, and it kind of focuses on his relationship. With
0: yeah. Him. Oh wait, it's he's phenomenal. Colonel Parker. In yeah. The yes. movie. Okay. Not a I colonel, do know, what...
1: and not really last name <laughs> Parker either. I knew that.
0: Yeah. I knew that because I read Elvis and Me, the um, Priscilla Presley. Not Okay. Loved it. Loved the book. I mean, so I did know that little tidbit about there Colonel you Parker. <laughs> yeah. So I would, I would every recommend podcast. Elvis. I do learn something every podcast. It's totally true. Okay. Elvis the movie. And I, I saw Top Gun this weekend. Oh, so that's good too. Yep. It was pretty good. It was, you walked away and went, okay, that was good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, how do you take your coffee? Black. <gasps> Me, too! <laughs> Me too. Kindred spirit. I don't want any extra calories. <laughs> You know what? Give me my black coffee with a side of Krispy Kreme, please. <laughs> well, that that kind of kills the purpose. It does, but that's why you drink it black so you can have the Krispy Kreme. I gotcha. Duh, Jeff. I just need the caffeine. That's I, It's just medicinal. I totally. We've had a few non coffee drinkers on the podcast, and it's really just shocking. Like, I don't even know where to go with that. Like, okay, next we'll question. End it. That's it. <laughs> We do. We have nothing else to talk to you about. All right. uh, Last question. What habit do you wish you could break? What habit do I wish I could break? I wish I could start stop
2: stressing about everything. But but as a regulatory lawyer, it's almost required for the job. It's our job to worry and stress about everything so the client doesn't have to so um it carries over into all aspects of life unfortunately
0: it does but i'm sure your clients love you for it (laughs) they do well shannon we really appreciate you being on the show today we appreciate you carving out time and being with us and i really enjoyed it happy to have done it thank Thank you. you thank you this podcast made possible by a generous donation from jeff and aggie stoops Special
1: thanks to FSU College of Law's Professor Sean Bairn for creating our theme music.